Today is the end of a two-week quarantine for um, people that were on that Grand Princess cruise liner. And if they have negatives today, they are allowed to go home. And so that's good news for those Canadians. I'm sure that Craig Lee listening on hand from Richmond Hill can relate to this. Craig Lee was one of the folks that was on the Diamond Princess. He joins the show right now. Craig, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you very much. I don't know about you, but anything that ends, any kind of vessel that ends with the name Princess, I would be suspicious of in the in the future getting on. I know what you're saying. Um, the Princess Cruise Line, though, were so good to its passengers, really. Um, I was quarantined for 30 days, uh, 14 days on the ship, and then 16 days on uh, land in a Japanese hospital. And we had a contact with um, Princess Cruises the whole time that we were in the hospital. And she organized our accommodations for a hotel uh, when we were coming home, as well as our flights to Canada. Um, so they were bending over backwards. And what happened is the Ministry of um, the Japanese Ministry of Health took over running the ship as far as the quarantine goes. So right. Princess was sort of stuck in the middle, as it were. It was out of their hands. Well, because it was a public safety issue. And there you are in the middle of the pandemic. Let me ask you this. You were asymptomatic, and you were also in one of those inside cabins. So, well, before they started testing everybody on the ship, I imagine you just thought, well, I'm going to have to occupy myself somehow. How did you keep yourself occupied? Uh, We had a very strong Internet, uh, which was really helpful, and I could FaceTime home um, to my wife and my son here in Richmond Hill every day. That really helped. Uh, also, um, I sent emails to friends, and they responded back and forth. So our routine was after breakfast in the morning, we would read and answer emails. Um, sometimes we'd do WhatsApp with relatives in England or in Ecuador. Um, I also had a, a great novel, uh, American Dirt, um, and what that lady went through was nothing compared to what I was going through. So comparatively speaking, I was in good shape. I also exercised half an hour every morning and uh, afternoon in the room, uh, walking forwards and backwards and everything else. And then I used uh, water bottles, and I did uh, upper body strength with my arms uh, with the water bottles so that I could try to keep active and and in shape. Uh, We had movies. Um, We had live TV, so we were able to watch the Academy Awards because we were on the ship then. Um, Also able to... um, to watch the State of the Union Address by Trump, uh, as well as some recent movies. Um, We had crosswords, and there was what's called a wake show every day on the ship, and the um, cruise director would put a little show on, and she'd ask uh, trivia questions, and then she'd have some exercise, and she'd do an origami um, demonstration, and then there'd some exercises on the TV you could follow, and that sort of thing. So we kept busy doing things like that. Craig, let me ask you this. I mean, it sounds like you had a lot of things to keep you busy, although you were in an inside cabin. That means you had no windows. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are finding it very hard in their house to self-isolate. You know, they're all, the people are still going to dog parks. It drives me crazy because they don't understand that when you let the dogs play, the dogs have no social distancing concept. Yeah. You might be keeping away from owners, but you could get it from their dogs if they touch their dogs. It could be a vector. Their dog touches your dog for you've got COVID-19 coming into the house. I mean, that is one theory on how it can be passed. So people still aren't being smart, but does it, is it all in your attitude, the ability to stay put and what kind of tips would you give people? Uh, For sure. It is attitude. Um, You have to say I'm doing this for 
my neighbors, for my family, for my relatives, so they don't catch it. I don't want to catch it. I don't want to spread it. Uh, so as a, a nation, we have to together look at a community and work as a community. And this is going to end. And it will end well if we all do what we're supposed to. And it will have tragic results if we interact with each other when we shouldn't be doing it. Now, you're home in Richmond Hill, but before you got home, you were on the boat. You were tested for COVID-19. How floored were you when you uh, heard that your test was positive and you had COVID because you had no symptoms? Yeah, exactly. On the um, 15th of uh, February, there was a knock at our stateroom door, and a Japanese doctor in broken English said, John Lee, um, my first name's John, uh, John Lee uh, is connected up tested positive for the virus and would be leaving the ship in two hours. So my stomach just sank. I thought, oh, dear, because I was quite prepared to get on the the plane going to Canada and ending up at the NAV Convention Center in Cornwall for two weeks, and then I'd go home. All of a sudden, those plans changed within 10 seconds when I found out. However, it did work out well in that I had a shower and had lunch, and I waited with one my little bag to go, because that's all we were told we could take, um, and it didn't happen. We waited six hours, and I phoned the quarantine office and said, oh, we're not taking you today, we're taking you tomorrow. So I said, okay. Well, the next morning, there was another knock on the door, and then another Japanese doctor came, and we found out that there were two buses going, one for positively testing people and the other for negative. So my uh, traveling companion, Larry, was able to come along as well. At one point, were they able to come along or were they forced to come along? Because odds are they, you know, were in very close contact with you. Uh, no, he was, he was given a choice because he tested okay. negative. All right. So anyway, uh, it did work out. We could take all our luggage and he could come along with me. When we got to the hospital, he was on the fourth floor and I was on the fifth floor. So uh, they kept us segregated, the positive and the negative people. Um, the trip, however, from the ship to the hospital was like hell because it took nine hours. Uh, we were in a hot bus. We had our masks on. The doctor and the nurse and the bus driver all had these hazmat uh, suits on. And when I first sat down at the back of the bus, I started getting claustrophobia. I thought, I can't take this. So I went to the doctor at the front of the bus, and I, I explained to him in my English that I can't sit back there because of claustrophobia, and he thought I was saying I can't sit that back there because I'd be nauseous. So he put me one third of the way up the bus in a jump, in a jump seat, so I was fine after that. Yeah. Let me ask you, uh, you were then you were quarantined for two weeks in Japan. You, I have read that you've said that experience was quite positive and you liked the food. You never showed symptoms. But in order to get out of that quarantine, you have to have two uh, tests that are negative in a row. How many tests did you have to take for COVID over the two weeks that you were there? Okay. I had one on the ship and then I had um, six in the hospital. Um, because wow. every other day they would test you, and I was positive, I was positive, I was positive, and then I got a negative. And when I got the negative, I was thrilled because I thought, one more negative and I'm out of here. Uh, the next test was positive. And again, hmm. that was not a happy day. I thought, oh, I have to start all over again. But I think I know why it was negative. I think the doctor who did the test did it wrong. Normally, when you have the test, they stick this long Q-tip up to the nasal passage, and they turn it, and it really kind of hurts. Mm. When this doctor did it, he just did my nostril. Uh, it didn't hurt at all, and I thought, he did it wrong. And sure enough, I got a negative. But it was, I think it was a false negative. I think it should have been positive. 
Right. Well, and it was a false negative because you came back positive the next day. You can only assume, you know, you're not going to get it again that quick. Um, Let me ask you this. So then you came back, you flew back, you got two negatives in a row, you flew back. Were you then quarantined again here in Canada? No, quite luckily, um, the the, uh, government changed the rules in that I had a certificate of discharge from the hospital indicating that I uh, no longer um, had the virus that could be uh, transferred to anybody. It was no longer contagious. Um, We had to sign an attestation form. to the fact that we um, knew that we were now negative and we couldn't be a danger to anyone else. These two forms had to be sent to the embassy in Tokyo, who forwarded them to Ottawa, and then we got uh, an attestation from Ottawa, a certificate of health from Ottawa from uh, Dr. Tan, um, saying that uh, we are no longer a danger and that we didn't have to go into the two weeks of quarantine again when we arrived in Canada, but we were to report to the public health uh, within mm-hmm. 24 hours, and we were to monitor ourselves. So I've monitored myself, and again, my temperature was normal the whole time. So uh, that finished last Friday, but I take my temperature once a day anyway now. Right. And I assume, Craig, from the you know lessons you've learned, and I assume you're listening to the government here, and we are in a state of emergency, that you're self-isolating here at home as much as, as is uh, reasonably possible. You're staying home unless you really have to go out for the essentials. Otherwise, you are you know, I'm guessing, passing on tips that you've learned to other people that are trying to deal with living in self-isolation. Yeah, we were going to have an open house here, a sort of a welcome home party last weekend. And as the news came through, we thought, this is no way. It's not a time to celebrate. We're going to celebrate when much things are much better. So we had to cancel the party. Um, so I have a lot of cake if you want any cake to eat. I'm going to pass on the cake. <laughs> Appreciate the offer. So, uh I guess the most obvious question that everybody wants the answer to, you were stuck in the Diamond Princess floating around in a basically a Petri dish of a virus, which is now part of a global pandemic. Will you ever step onto a cruise ship again? Uh, As a matter of fact, we have a a plan. My wife, son, and I were supposed to be going to Bermuda in July, um, but we have an exterior cabin, so we have a balcony. Uh, This is only five days, so it'll be a sort of a test to see if... uh, how we feel about it but um, you're really going through with it my family wants to go and uh it's something to look forward to so um you know i a lot of the the passengers on the the cruise said and we're we have an interior facebook group so uh-huh. we're able to communicate with people actually in australia and uh, also new brunswick and um alberta passengers that we sort of kept in contact with with this Facebook group and the majority of them say yeah they're willing to go cruising again that is kind of hard to believe but i appreciate the honesty and uh you know hey to each their own craig i really appreciate your time and i'm happy you're well again and with your family and uh and thanks for giving us some tips on how we can occupy our time while we self-isolate thank you very much